Hello, I'm Dr. Morcise J. Beasley, Superintendent of Clayton County Public Schools right here in the Metro Atlanta area. I would love for you to tune in with me to be inspired with Beasley, a podcast about what we can do as leaders, as a community, as parents and business leaders to lift our community, lift our children to ensure that they have every opportunity to reach the ideals that they have for their lives. I hope that you will be encouraged and inspired to join me monthly with Be Inspired with Beasley, my new podcast. Again, I'm Dr. Morcise J. Beasley, here to keep our community engaged and informed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Be Inspired with Beasley. I am excited, excited that you have joined me on now my second podcast. It's exciting to know that our county is getting information, hearing information, inquiring, asking questions, etc. I'm Dr. Morcise J. Beasley. I'm the superintendent of Clayton County Public Schools, and you're listening to Be Inspired with Beasley. It's our podcast aimed to inspire and to lift our community with actions that add value to our lives and, of course, the lives of our students right here in Clayton County. I am so grateful that you've tuned in today with me and my guest that I'll introduce momentarily as we deal with this pandemic. I know all of you are dealing with the pandemic. I want you to know, I want you to know our last podcast, we talked about our decision making. And so today we're going to talk about virtual learning. And so I have the right people in this state, in this <laughs> studio today. These are, I will call them the virtual learning experts, the virtual learning experts. I'm so excited to be able to introduce and I'd like to introduce the guests and then allow them to share a little bit about themselves. We have three wonderful, wonderful educators with us today as we talk about all things virtual learning. First we have, I'll start with our district-wide Teacher of the Year, Miss mm -hmm. Tony Phillips. We're so excited to have you, Miss Phillips. I like to call her Tony. I'll, 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 I'll be formal, Miss <laughs> okay. Phillips, but I like to call her Tony. That's exactly all I've referred to, That's to, right. to you by is Tony. <laughs> but we're so excited to have Miss Phillips and we have her principal, Dr. Cynthia James. We're so excited to have you, Dr. James. Thank you, sir. And we have all things curriculum instruction and assessment, Dr. Ebony Lee, our director for CIA. So what I'd like to do is before we even get into the content, I'd like to start with Tony and then Dr. James and Dr. Lee. Just, just give the audi audience a little bit about who you are, how long you've been in education, anything else you think would be important for them to know about you before we start the conversation, okay. all things virtual, okay? Okay, thank you, Dr. Beasley. Um, of course, my name is Tony Phillips, and I am a teacher here at Hawthorne Elementary in Clayton County. I've been a teacher for the last 10 years, so I've put a decade in of teaching, and seven of those years I've been here in Clayton County. I've um, been under Dr. James' leadership, which is amazing, and um, just absolutely love the opportunity of serving the um, students here and the staff here in Clayton County. I um, am Teacher of the Year right now and uh, love rep representing Clayton County as well because um, just the opportunity to know that I can come in and let your voice be heard yeah. to help the students and not just the students but the parents as well and as well as in you know encourage teachers and be a part of their lives um, i'm also serving as grade level chair and ela content lead for third through fifth grade and i'm a mentor for this year for teachers 
I'm in the middle of my specialist, and I'm also a part of GSLA. Tony, he's working. You are working. busy. <laughs> oh my goodness! She but we're working. so glad that you took time out of that busy schedule <laughs> to be here today. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank Dr. You. James? Yes, sir. I'm Dr. Cynthia James. I've been in education now for 28 years. Oh, wow. So wow. I know. My goodness, is going by so fast. And I've been here in, in the district for 20 years. Wow. 20 years. And as an administration. Uh, administrator for 18 years now. So, you know, and it's a good p- place to be. Thank Clayton you. County is an awesome place to be. You know, each and every day when I wake up in the morning, um, it is a new day. And I realize that I am a servant, uh, not just for um, my family, but for the community and the faculty and staff. And I think that um in serving in this position, sir, on a daily basis, uh, basis that I have grown tremendously myself from the people that I come involved with on a daily basis. And, and it's just good to be in the land of the living right now and in Clayton County Public Schools. And, sir, I thank you so very much for inviting me uh, to be on this panel today in your second podcast. And today is my very first time ever <laughs> being on a podcast. So I'm thinking about my words and choosing no, my words don't and, worry and about sir that. <laughs> we're just glad to <laughs> but have it, you but it is good to be here it's thank you so very much glad for the invite glad to have you glad to have yeah. you how many years have you been at Hawthorne Elementary School Hawthorne Elementary School now sir I'm going into my ninth year ninth year so yes. that school is officially yes Dr. James. Absolutely. School, right? this, is, this is our school it would be our school that's awesome our awesome. school yes well, we're also excited to have Dr. Ebony Lee, our director for curriculum. Oh, no, no, not director. I just realized I said director more than once, and yes. I know you would have corrected me. <laughs> Assistant <laughs> superintendent for yes. curriculum instruction and assessment. So excited to have you here, Dr. Lee. Thank you, Dr. Beasley, for having me. It's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to serve in Clayton County Public Schools. Um, thank you, Dr. Beasley, for just providing this type of platform where we can bring inspiration, and we all know that we need inspiration at this time. So I've been in the district now for 20 years. I've pretty much been groomed here. I started out as a student teacher and from there became an English teacher with secondary students and a literacy coach, um, a language arts coordinator. So you see, I've been in the space of literacy, which we know is critical to all things that our students have to engage with. And now I have the privilege of leading learning with a dynamic academic team where we are advancing learning for all and working alongside our principals, our teachers, and our community just to ensure that our students Mm -hmm. leave us prepared for the world that they have to navigate. So excited to be here and be able to engage in this conversation. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you here. Uh, As a matter of fact, all of you, we're excited. So let's get into our conversation. Today we're going to talk about all things virtual learning. just as a reminder, community, we started school on August 10th, yes. mm-hmm. and we started virtually. And our students have been engaged in virtual learning with their teachers ever since August 10th. Uh, we'll go to the board at the end of October, and more than likely, we'll probably continue with virtual learning because we're seeing a surge in the cases, and we're just going to be respectful of what we communicated to our community, the data that we are following here in Clayton County, and we pride ourselves on being consistent. And that we have been throughout this entire uh, ordeal. It's not been easy. There have been challenges, 
but it's important for the community to know that there is a degree of consistency in our decision making. So let's start there. I, let's talk about the experience. And all of you, 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 we've got the teacher here. Tony's a teacher. We've got the principal, Dr. James, and yes. then we've got the curriculum lead. So if you would, let's just start out with describing the experience that you're having with virtual learning from the perspective of your role. Okay. Um, I would say that the experience right now that we are as a teacher that I'm experiencing as the virtual role of actually bringing in 60 students a day with departmentalized and that experience has been different daily because we don't know what to expect each day okay. because we think everything's running smooth and then somebody's <laughs> internet goes out okay. or you know we're trying to figure out oh what do we do now but um, every day is a different day and it's a great opportunity to bring in the families the students and to be able to still get that education across and make sure that our students and scholars of the county are still learning daily on a daily basis so your students get a chance to see you every day absolutely they can't necessarily touch you they but they can. can see you do they like that they do. They still miss us, of course, of and want to be in the classroom. But at the same time, um, we still have that connection. We're, we're pushing our SEL, so we have ways that we are trying to help them uh, deal with the situation. And we still have our talk time where they know that if they need us, they can get us after class. Um, the communication's wide open, though, so we have the communication wide open. At any time that they need to reach us during the day, they know that they can get us, the parents and the students. Very good, very good. So we've been doing this since March now. Yes. yes. And I think you taught summer school, didn't you? I did. Yes. And that was virtual as well. It was, yes. So, so, it, so is, is, are, is it feeling normal? No? It is normal. It okay. is. Yes. <laughs> the it is norm. the norm now. It has become the norm. Oh, wow. You know, and yeah. summer school set us up to where um, I didn't know those students because they're all across the county. Right. And so as we came into um, this year, it helped me prepare better more, you know, to be ready because those students I didn't know as well. So I was able to know that ahead of time I need to learn how I'm going to build this relationship with them as we're on the screen. So we've been able to do that. We have. So it's prepared us. Wow. Wow. All right, Dr. James. Yes, yes. Perspective of a principal. How and is the experience? The experience um, began a little challenging okay. at first initially, but I think because I work with a strong group of leaders in the building, uh, we knew for a fact that we had to come together beforehand with a plan. What is it going to look like in our building? You know, how are we going to address uh, the teachers, the parents? Um, how will they pick up their materials? How will we organize the day so everyone can still enter the building and be safe and pick up their materials? Um, and, and we worked it out. We worked it out. We devised the plan. Uh, we divided it up by grade levels. They came in. Everybody just wanted to touch everybody, though, and, <laughs> and embrace everyone to say we are here and we miss you and we love you. And so we didn't get an opportunity at the beginning to do some of the things that we would typically do at the beginning of the school year. But the thing about it, we worked so well together, it came together. And they looked towards the leadership as the guiding force in the building and they trust you and they respect you and they know for a fact that if you put it out there Dr. James and you say that this is how it should be and how it should look then we will be there for you and because we are here together we work so well together uh, the benefit of it all is I get to pop in classrooms every single day every to look day. at it but they wake me up still early as if I was in the building <laughs> to say oh Dr. James I can't sign in or this is not working 
walking properly or all of my children, where are my children today? So we're troubleshooting. That has First to give you some thing. degree of normalcy. Oh right? <laughs> That's the normalcy because we're troubleshooting. First thing in the morning until the end of the day. The other thing is the parents call us all through the day with whatever they are needing and their urgency becomes your emergency at the time but we get back to wow. them we help to you know try to as much as possible to uh, relieve some of the anxiety that they yeah. are having yeah. about whatever is going on in their homes mm -hmm. so we we have challenging days and then we have some absolutely good days that I don't get a call but maybe once a day versus 10 times, okay, you know? Okay. So the challenge has been different. I would say it has been different, but we are handling it all and we are strong with this, sir. If I may, before I get to Dr. Lee with her perspective, how are the kids doing? Are they attending every day online? What are the, the pros? What are the challenges you're seeing relative to attendance? Do they all have devices, Wi-Fi, et cetera? How are you all dealing with those types of issues, if you will? Initially, it started off slow. Of course, we placed a, um, Hawthorne was one of the schools that we were privileged to have enough laptops for actually all of our students. Wow. So we never ran out. Oh, and we still have some at the school. <laughs> but we still have some at the you school. Won't collect them. You I know, won't I know. <laughs> but, um, that gave us an opportunity for all students to have devices. Um, of course, we put it out there for the parents who currently had their own personal devices to wait until uh, we disseminated devices to the students who did not currently have devices. And But still at the beginning, we did not have everyone to log on consistently every day. So our attendance team, we came up with a plan. The teachers have to get in. Tell them about the plan, Tony. What do you all have to do? They have to go ahead. Go ahead. Get in contact. Okay. Absolutely. They know if that child does not come in multiple days, then they have to first get in contact with the um, the counselors first, right? Okay. The secretaries first, and then the counselors go to the social worker. Mm -hmm. Then it comes to Dr. James, okay. and then right. I make the call to say, "Hey, what's going on? We're missing you." So we have a plan for those okay. students, okay. Uh, for the students that we do, do not see on a consistent basis. And if that doesn't work, then we send someone to the home. Do a home right. visit, huh? Yes. All right. Yes, That's right. sir. All right, Dr. Lee. Your perspective. So you support principals and teachers and everything in between. Yes. So tell us from your perspective, what has it been like? Well, um, similar to what Tony and Dr. James shared, I feel like it's consistently evolving. So we've learned, had time to learn from March because March was an abrupt transition to virtual learning. And we knew that in order to have a better start, we had to think about what worked and what didn't, and what didn't necessarily work in March was our students not having access to a device for that continuity of learning. So where I sit, our main focus in general is ensuring that teaching can occur, learning can occur, and that we're all um, in a space of well-being. So thankful to our board and you, Dr. Beasley, and our technology team for ensuring that our students had access. You heard Dr. James mention that all of her students had access from the beginning. And we launched a wide training this summer. This summer, the training was more so equipping our teachers and our teacher leaders and our coaches and even our principals with what will learning look like now converting from a face-to-face, -face, which we've been doing for decades, to 100% 
through a computer or through a device. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the training was more so to preserve what we know is important, planning. You still have to plan. You still have to collaborate. And from there, what would learning look like synchronously, asynchronously, and then times where we're unplugging? So from my perspective, it has been critical to have the collaboration that we've had that's been exemplary, collaborating with other divisions, departments, with our schools, with districts across the state, across the nation. The the, the benefit if there is one to the pandemic is that everyone is in the same space and they bring a lot of insight and strategies mm-hmm. to, to where we are now. And I know there's not a training that we can't go to, to learn how to better deliver instruction virtually. So I will say the key was how are we going to support all over 60 sites as well as 4,000 teachers, um, our over 50,000 students and our leaders. And I, I would say that I feel like we did a commendable job with starting yes. with a great reopening plan. Um, Tony mentioned earlier the attendance. We, we had to look at our policies and certain policies are the policies, but we had to create guidance and regulations for how we were going to grade, how we were going to really judge or evaluate participation and also consider where students may have barriers or certain challenges. Um, and then all, another important stakeholder group, the parents. Our parents are now sitting alongside our students yes. in many yes. cases. Mm. And um, yes. we launched webinars to just hear from them. And they wanted to help and they wanted to be informed and they wanted to have the tools, especially the parents of our littlest learners. Yeah. Um, so through those webinars, we learned that they were challenged with things we take for granted, like we say log on or log in or upload Mm -hmm. or post. And so we partnered with technology and they came in to just help our parents navigate the Google Classroom system so they could work with their with their students. So So you mentioned two words that I want you to make sure that you define. You mentioned synchronous and asynchronous. So those sounds like educational words, but they're really technological words. They are. Can you share with our audience what those words mean? Synchronous and asynchronous. Yes. So synchronous, the way we are using them in terms of how we deliver instruction means that the teacher and students are engaged at the same time in live instruction. So it's similar to our phones being in sync. They're connecting. They're right there real time. Um, Asynchronous is when students are still learning through their device or computer device, and the teacher may not be present necessarily leading the instruction. So the students are engaged independently in the learning. Very mm -hmm. good. So, Tony, are you doing more synchronous or asynchronous instruction? Well, to be honest, more synchronous. <laughs> synchronous. So yes. your students yes. are with you every day, live, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, engaging every day. Absolutely. with you. Yes. Totally Very agree, good. sir. And um, <laughs> there's some that still want to hang on. And so, you know, I know that like for ELA, there's 55 minutes. But the other day we were on, you know, about an hour and 15 because they want, they were still going and they wanted to. See, Ford's that's why she's teacher of the year. That's right. <laughs> You know, and I couldn't cut them off. I was thinking, okay, if you need to leave, go ahead, because okay. I know there's a time there, right. but they, they hung in there. So, you know. So what would you say is good about this experience? Yes. We know the pandemic is a challenge for all of us in every way. Right. But what would you say is good? Do you see any good coming out of this experience? I do. Um, when Dr. Lee was talking about collaboration a minute ago, mm-hmm. absolutely, because at this point, um I would say there's no excuse that we cannot collaborate at this point and uh, that we're able, it's just a 
touch away from be it the computer, the phone, whatever. And um, so the collaboration is a, a good key that I've seen that there's been so much collaboration taking place. And uh, the support, not just from, you know, the teachers, the staff, the county. I mean, it's been right at our fingertips of what we've needed. The other good thing that I've really noticed, though, is just the uh, parental involvement. Oh, wow. And so nice. I know it's maybe not what the parents would have wanted because mm-hmm. they want to be back in the building, of course, and we all do. Yeah. But we've had the parents right there for the most part, the ones that can. We have some that are essential workers and cannot be there, and of we course. understand. But we've had a lot of parental involvement. Excellent. So that's, that's a great thing. Dr. James, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you I see totally good? agree um, um, with Tony as far as um, – synchronous for sure for her but for a um the bulk of our teachers at hawthorne elementary school and we're just unplugged on the fridays Mm -hmm. i mean because there are a lot of parent participation and the parents have requested that uh, some of the teachers um, conduct tutorials after school or after hours and if the teacher has time they do you know i come into classrooms sometime and at two o'clock they're still on with maybe two or three students that they're there to support and even some on the weekends now we won't talk about those ones on the weekend but that is an arrangement (laughs) that they have made between the teacher and the family and the parent because they are essential employees and they have to be out and about you know I was talking to and I'm just going to share with you all uh, this story I have we have two parents of the father and the uh, mom are uh, funeral directors. And Mm. so they're both out of the home. And you're talking about essential employees for sure. You know, so we have to make accommodations for that child. So we know that we continue to encourage the the teachers to record their sessions. And so the parents, when they uh, get home, because the child is currently with the grandparents, and the grandparents at this time may not be as savvy with the technology. So uh, we put measures in place for children who have circumstances such as that. And it's almost like each child has an individual plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so we are so able to go directly into that family's home through that technology piece piece to support that parent. And I think that's what the parents really, really favor in in this realm of virtual. But the other piece, of course, they want them to come back in the building. But we're making accommodations for them to uh, for them for such a time as this. And this Mm -hmm. is how it is at this particular time. So the support is is there for them, sir. Well, let's talk about the challenges because you mentioned accommodations. So Mm -hmm. clearly there are challenges. We know parents have to go to work. Mm -hmm. And we know that we can't necessarily solve the supervision issue. I I think of it as during the summer months, sometimes kids have to, you know, parents have to figure out during the summer months what do they do with, yes. with children. So what are the challenges that, whether it be from the perspective of the teacher, the principal, or the parent, or the student, mm-hmm. or the staff members, what are the challenges that we're dealing with in this situation? Mm-hmm. I would say that some of the challenges definitely are those essential parents, the, the workers that are essential workers that are going out and having to work. Um, we did have the question brought to us, and I told him I would bring it back to you, that um, they wanted to know as far as if there would have been a way or could it be a way to have it where teachers could work in the evening and some in the morning so it would benefit for the parents that are working. I said, that's a great question. Um, I told them, you know, of course, we're the first ones that's had to experience this. So it's really a day 
day-by-day basis of we, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Mm-hmm. So we're absolutely trying to lay the groundwork and make this to benefit for all. But sometimes things come up that we're, we're not sure how to handle. You know, we've got to wait just a minute to see what do we need to go through to figure out, you know, what's going to work and what's not working. So that that was one thing, just, you know, um, how could we maybe help those that, like Dr. James said, that the parents that are not there to help and so the kids are maybe on their own and that, you know, so they need some other guidance and the screen does become a barrier at times because, mm-hmm. you know, we can only get so far with them and we right. can't see what they actually need on the other side. So that's, that's a challenge there. Let's see. All right. And also for the children who are in the homes, but they're, they're old enough to be there. But there mm-hmm. still isn't someone there to uh, troubleshoot sometime when they're having technical issues okay. and then they get logged out and then you're like, where are they? And they can't get back in, you know. And then some of our students just needed... Um, tangible items and so some of the teachers would you know go and just slide them in the mailbox or Mm -hmm. put them on the doorstep and um you know leave it for them but yes um i i think essentially that was is the biggest challenge you know some of the parents who aren't there and then the other challenge are for some of the students who are currently in the daycares because they are in the daycares and there are multiple age groups in the daycare and there may be one or two attendees trying to assist and support all of them at the same Same time time. and you see book bags flying in the back and (laughs) they're doing cheerleading moves and all of that but what we do we just uh, make a connect call make a connection with the uh, daycare owner and put some parameters in place for those children. So here again, it's about the communication. Absolutely. This, how can we help you? How can we make this better for you and your child? And I think because we have tapped into that family and that parent individually for support, and we've solved a lot of those issues, those challenges. You know, you mentioned the, the challenge for the essential workers and, and their question that you told them you would pose to us about scheduling yes. evening times. And yes. Dr. Lee and I, we've had this conversation. So Dr. Lee, let's discuss the, 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 the potential, the possibility of that happening and some of the considerations that we have to uh, at least think through right. in order for that to occur. Okay. Right. Um, so. Initially, just thinking about teachers being on flexible scheduling and with a virtual environment, really, you have greater leverage with that. Um, I think we would have to um, find out teachers who are available and even looking at budgetary opportunities Mm -hmm. with extended day. Um, So currently, Mm -hmm. we utilize that option for teachers who want to devote that additional time. Um, and just working alongside our schools as a whole, um, we may not be able to provide it pervasively, but just looking at where it needs to be prioritized and supported and securing the teachers to do that. We even thought about something similar for students who need additional support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in our traditional environment, yes. we have after school, we previously had campus kids, but you know, really bringing teachers on who can extend their day mm-hmm. to work alongside our students who need that support. A thought just came to mind. Homework. How are we doing? I, you know, I was listening to a, I was listening to a show the other day, is, yes. and there was a, a there was a conversation going on about homework. And one teacher was saying she didn't give any homework. This was a high school teacher, I believe, oh. English teacher. She gave no homework because the kids need a break and this and that. And I thought, okay. And clearly, there are there those who thought she should be giving homework. Right. And I thought, as a high school teacher, former high school teacher, math myself, I would want kids doing homework because you have to prepare them for college. And I can assure you when they go to college, they'll get class beyond 
They'll get work beyond the class period. That's right. What are you? What What's happening with homework? Right. Well, they continue uh, their asynchronous work, and um, so with that, I do add some homework, not a whole lot, because. once again, we take it back to them not always having someone there to help them. So we're seeing a little bit of struggle trying to get the work done. Uh, we extend, or I have, I don't know what all teachers, but for myself and my team, we extend our deadlines out. Yes. And something Dr. James told us, whatever, you know, deadline set it. And then that way it helps, you know, parents to know. But, you know, be flexible if we need to be. And so... Um, we don't overload them, of course, because they are trying to get caught up on the day-by-day work. But um, there is still homework. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then for the ones who turn it in, sir, they turn it all in at once. They do. So you have, <laughs> <laughs> have about 15 sheets being uploaded, wow. at, uploaded at one time, you know, because I'm a part of some classrooms. I say, oh, I'm going to have to take this off because my computer every day. Have one hundred plus emails coming back for well, because I've joined classes. Well, that's a new classes. challenge, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. Because classes. you've got to go through all those documents. Yes. We do. Give yes. them feedback. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the work, just because it's virtual. Right. It's it a different type of challenge. <laughs> it is. <laughs> wow. Well, t- let's talk about, you mentioned the parents and, and the yes. parents being engaged. So let's talk about the parent engagement. I have noticed from my role as superintendent that the engagement has just gone off the charts. Right. When I look at parent participation in the YouTube live sessions or the works, the Mm -hmm. workshops that we're doing, even the board meetings. We had one board meeting where we had over 12,000 people viewed the board meeting. Oh, wow. That's never happened that I'm aware of. Right. so what are you all seeing and uh, appreciating or maybe not appreciating <laughs> <laughs> with the engagement? The engagement has been, it has really went up for sure. Um, I said this is probably the, the all-time high, like you said, of engagement. Now my question or my <laughs> post to parents or my plea to parents is that when we go back into the building, we want to see that same engagement okay, once we hit okay. that brick and mortar now. We need that same support. But um, for the most part, it's been positive. Now, there's some that you hear the frustration when you talk to the parents, but we have to put ourselves in their shoes. What are they dealing with on the other side? We have some that tell us, you know, we're not the teacher. We don't want to be the teacher. And we understand that we do. So we're trying to be as flexible and to help and support them as much as possible. But, yeah, that's what we're seeing right now. Right. And I think they're more engaged, too, sir, is because they see you every day. Absolutely. They log on, especially with the pre-K kinder and first grade students the parents help them log on every day because um well our faculty and staff know for a fact if they have 20 students enrolled they actually have 40 Mm -hmm. because you have the parent as well 40 plus and if you have two so they're there every day to see everything that you're doing, everything that you're re-delivering, yeah. what you say, mm-hmm. how you say it, your vernacular, your grammar, everything. Dr. Yeah. James, that yesterday that parent was talking about, or the mom, and then they watch all the other parents mm-hmm. wow. in the room. You know, can yeah. you tell that parent that she needs to stop? Oh, they want to control the classroom, <laughs> yes. but they want. They also want to assist. The teacher in all ways. So I'll get a text message or an email message to go make sure I drop by this class tomorrow morning. So they're helping me also do observations in the classroom. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay. And I'll share that parents have um, shared that they have a new perspective 
mm-hmm. of teachers. Oh, absolutely. And I think worldwide, that's been the, yes. the, the um, sentiments. And now also parents are aware what their children um, bring to the learning environment mm-hmm. and maybe possibly where there are areas of support that are yes, needed. Absolutely. And so usually we may hear sometimes, but my child would never do that or, you know, but I really mm-hmm. appreciate the partnership with the parents and how they feel comfortable supporting and asking questions and seeking yes. support. So, yeah. well, you know, and I was going to say um, that sometimes they feel um maybe overwhelmed when they walk through the school building because some may say they're not as educated as the teachers or whatever and we never make that the case of course we welcome and we have to be careful with our terminology and different things but they feel more welcomed and more open because they're sitting in their home so that's their you know their space and so they feel that that they're they're okay you know and so it has them to open up to us more absolutely do you, do you think that as we or once we get to a point when we can return to the to the facility the, the brick and mortar as you describe it do you think you'll have some parents that will want their children to continue with the virtual learning experience absolutely I, I think so, and I know so, because they've already contacted me um, to inform me that uh, unfortunately some of them have missed the deadline they missed the deadline for the um, Virtual Learning Academy, how can I sign my child up because they're having such a great experience right now and they feel sometimes some of the children are more focused and and, and for safety reasons as well, but for the academic piece, they will remain. So it really just varies by child and by family? Yes, it does, sir. Very good. Well, let's talk about what the students are saying. I know you spend a lot of time with your students. Yes. So, so what what are those? You know, students say the darndest things, as they say, right? <laughs> what are the students saying about this entire experience? Well, I will say, um, I got an email the other day from a student that I had last year, and you know, we went out on March 13th, and so that was the last I got to see my students. And I have gifted students in my classroom. And um, one student in particular, she sent me a message and said, "Miss Phillips, is there any way you could do a Zoom with us so we can just see you and talk to you for just a moment? And I was like, ah, so we're going to do lunch one day. I told him, I said, let me, probably a Friday after we finish all of our meetings. But so I've set it up that we're going to get together and be able to, you know, communicate with them. And just, they just want to see us and talk to us. So, um, you know, they they miss us, they do, and we miss them. And so uh, it's just what can we do? We're thinking outside the box. What can we do extra to make sure they still feel as special as they really are? That's right. And so it it can be a challenge sometimes because you think, oh, this will work. No, that didn't work. Let me try something, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So, um, But it's day-by-day challenge just to see. We don't want to let one of them go by, I know, not feeling love, not feeling that they're important and I know when Dr. James and them hired me you know um, almost eight years ago that was the biggest thing I said when I lay my head down at night I want to know that I've done everything to help that child that I possibly can that's do. That's right that's right. Mm-hmm. The majority of the students that I've come in contact with they are over this. <laughs> <laughs> they're over it. Huh? They want to come back to school mm-hmm. you know and even when I pop into the classrooms you know I used to be able to you know when we were in the building to sneak in and just go to the back and sit down. Now they see your face as soon as you get there and they're waving or they're putting, you know, hello in the, the chat. chat and the first thing, when are we coming back to school? Mm-hmm. Or can you ask the superintendent? Uh-huh. Can we start back next month? <laughs> they're ready. They are. They're well, ready and we, and we know. I, I get emails as well. Yes, and yes. I mean, I got one the other day. It's like, oh, can you please? Yes. <laughs> 
What's taking so long? What's right. taking so long? What's taking so long? And the thing of one one thing that I've, I realized that sometimes because they're young and they're not as in tune with the data as we yeah, are. That's right. So that's you know why. we're looking at all the the data the grown people, if you will, are yes. looking at. Yes. And they don't always get that. It's kind of like, you know, in your house when you're paying bills, yeah. kids kids think yeah. that the lights just come on That's automatically, right? right? No, right. somebody has to pay for that. That's right. And then one day they get the, the, the experience and the realization mm-hmm. that, oh, this is what you go through in order to have lights <laughs> yeah. and gas, et cetera. So I don't think sometimes that they understand that our decisions are being so informed by what the data is saying. And the data is being impacted by what families are doing. Absolutely. You know, as long as the virus continues to to spread, that's because we are involved in the spreading of the virus. And so it's just it's sometimes it's very hard to get them to see that the only reason we can't come back is because of actions that we are taking. When I say we, it's outside of the school because we really want to come back to school. We do. Oh, yes. We do. Come back to the facility. We're having school. Every day. Get that right. We're having school. We want to come back to the facilities. The facility. But we also acknowledge that that this is a very deadly virus. Yes. Right. Right. And that we have a lot of groups that would be at risk. And and we try to send that message on a daily, you know, through our social emotional learning lessons, because for um, for children, you know, it's an emotional piece and they miss that socialization and they miss being with you. And they miss uh, Dr. James saying, good morning. How Mm -hmm. are you? And I was able to just look at the faces of children to judge, you know, and predict, you know, how some of their day days were going to be. Right. And now you look through the camera and you just see some of them just like, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I understand it and we understand it, but our teachers do a phenomenal job yeah, every yeah. morning, you know, to pull that child, even if they have to pull that child in uh, a small group yeah. or individually to see what's going on to do that s- check for them, mm-hmm. you know. But yes, it, it is a challenge, but totally, sir, we understand. We mm-hmm. understand that we still have to remain safe uh, and we have to, the safety has to be there for Everyone, for the That's community, right. for every child, for every man, woman, boy, and girl that walks, that would walk into the doors of Hawthorne Elementary. I would feel that it's my responsibility, you know, to make and to ensure, you know, just last week I was taking videos of all the signage that they put on, you know, dropped from the ceiling and the dots on the floors, you know, just in case, you know, we were to return, and I had to send the video to show our parents that we've prepared. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for you. We're, we're ensuring that everything is safe. But the virus is still here. Yeah, yeah. And it's real. And it I was, is. In our math department, I, just commendations to Dr. Clark and her team. They really, I think, were intentional with educating our students about the virus and the implications um, so that they can be informed. But we know there's an emotional connection to school. Absolutely. And our students can be informed but still want to return. Yes. Um, one student, particularly, I will just, I won't mention his name, but when we had the author's visit last week with Jerry Kraft, at the end, he capitalized on the moment, first of all, because Jerry Kraft <laughs> is a graphic novelist and he's an artist. So he asked a question. Um, he said, I also brought my art and would like to share it with you. So Mr. Kraft said, okay, at the end, just stay back in the Zoom and share it. But I asked um, the student, 
what his thoughts were about virtual learning. And, you know, he said, you know, it's okay. I'm learning a lot from the, the tools, but I miss my teachers and yeah. I miss my friends. and I miss the clubs and the organization yes. and the performances. So, so school is yes. more than just about oh, yes. learning, reading yeah. and math and science. It it's okay. about connecting the with peers and socialization yes. and clubs and, yes. and yes. athletic yes. events, yes. et cetera, yes. and programs yes. and plays. It's so yes. much. Yes. And so we want to get back to that. Well, what I'd like you to do, I'd like, I'd like you all to think about one or two things that you would like to share with everyone as we close out our conversation about virtual learning. Um, whether it be parents or your colleagues, teachers, or other principals, et cetera, you know, what would you want to share with them? Um, we know that all of us would like to get back to the, the facility, the buildings. But until then, We've got to make the best out of this situation. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say that, um, you know, as the principal of Hawthorne Elementary School, uh, we are definitely here for you. And although that we cannot be um, at the school physically at this particular time, we are still here for you to answer any questions that you may have, um, to just be, you know, the driving force for um any challenges that you may be experiencing at home, but what we, the challenges that we can help you with. Uh, but again, we're here for you. And as best as we can, um, if we are able, which does not may look like that at this particular time, um, again, we're here. Yeah, we're here. And that's mm -hmm. what I need to say, sir. We're here for you. Thank you, Dr. Jane. Yes. Tony? I would say as well that we are, we're here for support and I would like to um, let parents know, don't let it become so overwhelming without reaching out to us and, let, and letting us try to help you in any way possible. If we can't fix the problem or help you with it, we'll find someone that can. There's someone higher up than us that can we can reach out to because the support's here throughout the county. For our students to continue to give it their absolute best because like I tell mine, I, I just need you to do your absolute best so I can see what I need to teach. So let's see where you're at. So where can I support you? And I don't want to forget our staff and our teachers as well that um, to take time for themselves. That's something I have to learn. Mm -hmm. Dr. James reminds right. me all the time. <laughs> and it's hard because one of our challenges right now for, for me is that I already put in long hours, as many, many teachers do. And so now that I'm in my home, I'm having to learn to walk away. The other night, I, I did 20 hours worth of work. And, wow. and Dr. James, like Ms. Phillips, I said, put it down. I said, I understand. But in your mind, it was what can we do for the students? So we want the parents and students to know definitely that we're here. So we, we have their back and we're here to do whatever it takes to help them become successful. Awesome. Dr. Lee? And I'll just add that there was a lot of talk over the summer of the COVID slide and the learning loss. And as we be have begun to look at our beginning of the year data, you know, our students, they haven't had a lot of learning loss. Um, they essentially have come prepared to learn the, the knowledge of what they're going to gain this school year. So that speaks to the quality of leadership and instruction and support from my parents prior to this pandemic but also the work that will continue. So I want our parents to know as they see our teachers are planning and they're teaching. And to our teachers, they're being very flexible, I think creative. Um, the use of these digital tools, um, 
just it, it has just been really amazing to see how they have been able to adapt instruction to a virtual environment. So we're going to continue with it. We're going to continue to think through it. It's a very complex um, decision of when to return, but I really um, com- commendations to you, Dr. Beasley, for just allowing us to follow the science, follow the data, and continue to support our community. So thank you. Well, thank all of you, Dr. James. I need to say. Can okay. I say? My, yes, okay. you can. Yes. Okay. So what I would like to say overall, too, as being a principal in um, Clayton County Public Schools, I do know for a fact that my colleagues, my principal colleagues as well, you know, the principals, the assistant principals, the faculty, staff, and students, um, I do know they have gone beyond the call and support. Uh, we all have. Um, done some things that you know we may not have done if we were in this school you know the brick and mortar um, and reaching out to parents in various ways and also as Tony mentioned we have to remember and remind ourselves to take care of ourselves as well take care of ourselves so we'll be able to um, take care of others and with that being said our community has just come together to embrace each other and to with the support of the our faculty and staff as well as the students and the support is there and please know that the teachers are supporting and moving into the homes of these families families um, take through the technology and they're doing a fantastic job so I just would like to say um, thank you and thank you from the board members on down to you Dr. Beasley because um, you're there and you're there every day and I know for a fact that sometimes you tire but we don't know that because mm-hmm. you don't show it so we would like to say thank you to you yes, as well sir. well thank, thank you thank you all and I'll tell you the board of education has been very supportive understanding um, our principals and teachers are doing a phenomenal yes, job and I'll say to the community the community here in Clayton County uh, they have walked with us to follow the science. Yes. They know, and, and I want to thank this community, they know that this is not an easy situation, that the decisions are not easy to, easy to make, and that there are no perfect solutions. Yes, absolutely. But this community has, instead of fighting against the administration, they have embraced and, and, and try to understand what we're trying to do. Uh, they've appreciated our transparency, our honesty, and our consistency. And so uh, virtual learning, of course, it's, it's just a means right now because of the situation, uh, but it's just that, it's just a means. Yes. Ultimately, we want our kids to learn, whether it's face-to-face mm-hmm. or through virtually uh, experiencing the instructional environment. We want our kids to learn. We want them to learn skills that will propel them to a brighter future, a brighter future. So I want to say thank you all uh, on behalf of the board and the community, uh, our students, our parents, thank you for what you're doing to keep our students as the focus. Yes throughout this pandemic. We didn't cause this pandemic. No. We're just having to deal with it. Absolutely. Um, but that's life, isn't it? Yes. It's a lot it of stuff is. in life we don't cause. Mm-hmm. But, and no one told us that it would be easy and that it would always be, the life would be the way we want it to be. Yes. But we are learning through this. We're learning from it. And we're going through it together. And if nothing else, I think that that unity and that respecting and appreciating one another's humanity, I think that's important. 
loving our kids through this. You mentioned social emotional learning, uh, and we'll talk more about that in future episodes of, of, of the podcast. But we're helping our community get through this. We're providing meals, instruction. We're doing everything we can do. The community has come together. And I'm very proud of what Clayton County has done yes, to come together. I think Clayton County mm-hmm. as a district, as a county, yeah. is leading as a, as a model of how a community should come together to respond to this pandemic. So we're very excited uh, to to hear you all, to hear you share, but most importantly, to provide our community with that, this platform, another opportunity to just stay engaged, to be informed, to be inspired. And so I'll just close with this, that uh, community, I want you to to stay encouraged. You know, I I remember those of you who, who are like me went to Sunday school. There are times when, you know, you just have to encourage yourself. Yes. You got to just you just got to do what you got to do to encourage yourself to know that it's going to work out, that this, too, is going to pass, that this is just a moment. It's not going to uh, last forever. Storms do stop. They come and they do go. Uh, And that that's one thing we've got to know, that this storm is going to eventually subside. It's going to leave just like it came. It will go away. Uh, but that's life. So I encourage everyone and thank you all. Y'all stay encouraged. Yes. yes. Principal yes. James and Tony yes. and you all, because you've got to, you have others, your students and your faculty that are looking to you. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. it's important that you stay encouraged. Yes. And if nothing else, and Dr. Lee, if nothing else, I hope that we can be that inspiration and that encouragement to you because you're on the front lines supporting mm-hmm. our children, mm-hmm. our parents, our families yes. as we all deal with this pandemic. So as we close, I want to thank our community and, and beyond our community for mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, Everything Virtual Today, All Things Virtual. I want to encourage you all to join the conversation and submit your questions, your comments, and opinions opinions to podcast at clayton.k12.ga.us. Again, podcast at clayton.k12.ga.us. And tune in to future episodes by subscribing to the Be Inspired with Beasley podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on the district's website at www.clayton.k12.ga.us. Again, I'm Dr. Beasley, Morcise J. Beasley, here with my guest, Teacher of the Year, Tony Phillips, Principal of Hawthorne Elementary, Dr. Cynthia James, and our Assistant Superintendent for Curriculum Instruction and Assessment, Dr. Ebony Lee. We've been here discussing all things virtual, but join us the next time as a community. Please stay engaged, stay informed, and continue to be inspired. Until the next time, take care, stay safe, everybody.